You're listening to Randall Wallace Presents, formerly Bridging the Political Gap, the number one American history podcast of 2024 by Feedspot.com. Hello. General Haig, sir. Ready. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Al. How, uh, what about the casualties last week? You got the figure yet? Uh, no, sir, but I think it's going to be quite low. Uh, mm-hmm. It should be as should be as last week or better. Yeah, because it should be less than 20. 20, I would think, yeah. So it'll be very... They, uh, when do you get that, do you, will you know? Uh, we don't get it officially till Monday afternoon, uh, mm-hmm. but we can get a reading on it. Right, well, Monday afternoon, officially, well, let's wait till then, fine. Okay. Nothing else of interest in the world? Yes, today? sir, very significant, this uh, goddamn New York Times expose of the most highly classified documents of the war. Oh, that, I see. That, that, I didn't read the story, but... Uh, you mean that that was leaked out of the Pentagon? Sir, the whole study that was done for McNamara and then carried on after McNamara left by Clifford and the peaceniks over there. This is a devastating uh, security breach of, of the greatest magnitude of anything I've well, seen. Well, what uh, what's being done about it then? I mean, I didn't... Uh, well, I did we know this was coming out? No, we did not, sir. Uh, yeah. There are just... A few copies of this. Well, what about the volume report? Well, what about the? Uh, let me ask you this though. What about the? Uh, what about Laird? What's he going to do about it? Is uh, well, uh, now I I just start right at the top and fire some people. I mean, whoever, whatever department it came out of, I'd fire the top guy. Yes, sir. Well, I'm sure it came from defense, and I'm sure it was stolen at at the time of the turnover of the administration. Oh, it's two years old. Then. I'm sure it is, and they've been holding it for a juicy time, and I think they've thrown it out to affect Hatfield-McGovern, that's my own estimate. But it's it's something that it's a mixed bag. It's a, it's a tough attack on Kennedy. Uh, it shows that the genesis of the war uh, really occurred during yeah. the 61 Yeah, period. that's Clifford. Yeah, I see. And uh, it's brutal on President Johnson. They're going to end up in a massive gut fight in the Democratic Party on this thing. Are they? It's a, there's some uh, very... But also massive against the war. Against the war. Uh, but it's a Pentagon study, huh? everybody, this is Randall Wallace, and welcome to our show. This is our second edition, special edition on Alexander Haig. And what we're going to do um, is take you through the phone calls. Um, now, granted, you know, we've been looking at uh, President Reagan, and but uh, this set of shows is going to have to do with Richard Nixon, because Alexander Haig was first a deputy to Henry Kissinger and later a uh, uh, the chief of staff for President Nixon. But... Over the next couple of shows, we're going to really kind of look and concentrate on Alexander Haig's role, which was instrumental to the end of the Vietnam War, as an aide to Henry Kissinger. And I'm going to let you listen to uh, selections of the phone calls between the president and Alexander Haig. Uh, This show is going to look at uh, the phone calls made in 1971 uh, as the war is raging, as the president is dealing with... um, issues uh, to do with uh, foreign aid and protecting the aid for South Vietnam. 
uh, also uh, a UN vote on Taiwan. Um, and so you're going to hear uh, Alexander Haig's pretty important role uh, as, as all this is unfolding. Yeah. Mr. President. Yeah, there you are. Mr. President. Yeah. Sir, I just thought I'd better recap the POW thing because uh, the reciprocity term is a little dangerous. Uh, first, the 570 to go north. Yeah. That is not new. We've done it before, but we've never done it in this number. Fine. Okay. And secondly, the 1,200 long-held prisoners. We made this proposal three weeks ago on April the 8th. The GVM did only in conceptual form, and you endorsed it by a statement the following week. Now, this is a new articulation of it in that it quantifies it in terms of numbers and, and years. Now, in terms of conditionality, it, it, it's really not good to say that it's reciprocal, but we do expect that it's conditional upon the, the North Vietnamese agreeing to a neutral country. It's, they don't like to use the term reciprocal with respect to it. But it ain't a neutral country for sending these prisoners, but... Uh, and we would anticipate they would do the same. Yeah, but not in terms of numbers or anything else. We would take if they send five, we'd be delighted. What we really want is some degree on a country. That's right. Now, the third issue is the proposal for an inspection. Yeah. And that is brand new. It's never been articulated before. Well, why, we've never, never uh, offered to... Well, we've never posed this proposition. We have always had our South Vietnamese camps open yeah. to the Red Cross, but the North has never accepted the, the Red Cross. Yeah. Yeah. But this is new in the sense that we've suggested that another nation or other organizations could do it. Right, sir, and we could use, we would agree if they wanted one nation for their camps, different from the one in the South, that would yeah. be all right, too. Yeah, okay, fine. All right, sir. Yeah. General Hagsick. Al, are you, uh, are you, I want to be sure that we're going forward on that study that, I mean, that action I ask on, on immediately checking to see who has Q clear, clearances outside this government and, and, and start getting those shut off. Uh, yes, sir. I've got a group. The Brookings right Institute, now. the RAND Corporation, and all the rest. Yes, sir. And we just do it solely on the basis that we're changing the classification system and that we're at the present time just well, shutting them off. We've got a massive legal problem, sir. I've got all of the departments in there with me right now on this subject. You have? Yes, oh, sir. Good. There, are, there are existing contracts, you see, that yeah. may have legal basis. Brookings? Is Brookings uh, out of contract? They think Brookings does. Uh, but Brookings doesn't have any contracts that I ever approved. Now, God damn it! I want to know how that got by me. If they have one with Brookings, now, I really want to know. All right, so we have if, to go through the whole contract. If it was done in this administration, I want to know why. I want to know. I want to know who who signed it, who who approved it. Okay. All right, sir. Fine. On Brookings, because I gave specific orders in January of 1969 not to do anything for Brookings. Oh well, we that's been promulgated, but some of these things are quite old, you know. All right. I I have to get. All well, anyways, this. now what about the business about having the various agencies? Uh, I mean, like the Defense Department and the State Department and the rest, immediately re-examine their own, uh, I mean, reduce the number of people who have access to classified documents. Yes, sir. We're, we're doing this. First, we're having them submit to us the numbers, and they're That's astronomical. Right. They're in the, over a million, sir. A million? Top secret and above, yes, sir. We, that's the estimate, right? A million people have access to top secret and above documents? Yes, sir. Very well, don't you don't you see the problem? 
sure. It's un- unbelievable. That's ridiculous. And it's an amazing, probably a lot of that. Uh, a lot of that is in defense, of course, isn't it? A great number in defense. Great number in state. Almost every State Department employee apparently has a top secret. All right. Clearance. All right. Well, let's get at it and just just shake them up and tell them we're gonna we're gonna read. And then I want recommendations to cut that to one hundred thousand. Well, no, ten thousand. You understand? Yes, sir. We're going ten. To get, let me get the number straight. Ten thousand. Now we're going to have a new top secret classification. Also, I want you to give me what, how 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 is the top secret secret so far done? Is that set up by law? There's by executive order or how? Yes, two executive regulations that, that can, can the regulations be changed? Yes, sir, they can without going to the Congress. I believe they can. Yes, All right, sir. give me a, give me a memo on that. I want to know, right. and we'll 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 change the classification, and then that'll and then I'll, I want what I want is Al is a new classification. And I'm going to limit it to people that uh, that need it, and then let these other let the little shitasses have their hundred thousand. I don't care, and they can see all the stuff that is not and call it top secret. But right. we've got to have a new classification for documents that are really secret. We've got to separate the cats from the dogs. Yes. Now this has got to be done, Al. And I want to, I want you to crack the whip on these bastards. Yeah, we've got the okay. ball hopping right now. Bye. While those calls dealt with the prisoners of war and the leaks that the administration was having. Our next call is going to have to do with the military operation going on in Da Nang uh, during the during the Vietnam War in 1971. Hello, General Haig, sir. Hello. Yes, Mr. Brown. Any uh, any late developments? No, sir. I think uh, we had that uh, attack on Da Nang was a little something. Uh, it turned out that there were three more, total of five Americans killed in that damn thing. Mm-hmm. And 37 wounded is the latest report. That was yesterday or today? Uh, it was yesterday. Well, mm-hmm. actually, it's today, our time. Our day, today, our time. Yes, yeah. So just what was it? Just one of those shellings? or? Uh, yes, a rocket attack that hit a uh, barracks in uh, Da Nang Air Base. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Or any, could it have been avoided or what? Well, no, way. no, sir, this is one of those long-range rocket attacks, 122 millimeters, the same as hitting the city itself. Mm. This is the air base that's right in the uh, populated mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anything that could be avoided beyond the... Yeah, yeah. Just one of those lucky shots, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes. For them, at least. But, uh, well, we've got to expect that, Al, don't you think? Yes, I do. As long as there's anybody there. That's right. They're going to they're gonna keep pecking at it. And, uh, yep. This will happen. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, Henry's over in uh, Thailand now, huh? Yes, sir. He's leaving at uh, 1 o'clock our time. He'll be taking off for Delhi. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, um, well, Thailand should be calm. <laughs> I don't know if there's much can happen there. No, I talked to uh, one of Henry's assistants at 6 o'clock their time in the morning just before Henry went to a breakfast, and uh, he said that the Saigon leg was was really very, very fruitful. Yeah, good. And that uh, Henry's visit with Q was important and uh, did a great deal to shore them up. They were apparently beginning to sag a little bit. Is whether we, uh, I mean, gosh, you shore them up, of course, in one sense, and then the other sense is uh, how much we're able to produce on it. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, the the, uh, the real question is whether we've got to be sure we don't uh, 
promise what we can't do with them. Well, this is right, sir. I, I don't think he did any of that. I think uh, mostly was the fact that they expected there was going to be you know, all these stories about a step-up withdrawal between now and December had him quite... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he can reassure them on that, at least. Yes, we'll, he did. And, uh, we're going to see that game through, but... Uh, and, and he's got to, naturally, he's got to realize that after that, it's the game's over. And uh, Well, I think he does. Yeah. I, I would say from their discussion that that's quite evident. His point was that uh, after you get down to a certain point, it makes no difference. Sure. But he does want the air, and he, and he wants to keep economic assistance coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. I think we can handle that all right. We can handle a lot of other things, but they're... See it through to the end of the year, and then uh, we can do the move on some other things. Okay. Well, let me know if anything happens on the other fronts. The uh, here, either the Pakistani or the, or of course the Russian front. We all know. Well, I. I doubt it. It's probably you won't hear anything from uh, Debrinin before you leave. Now, let's. No, see. I think we will, sir. I think we will. Before you, I mean, before you go to California. Yes. You think you will? Let's see. We leave tomorrow at noon, you know. Yes, sir. Well, you might hear tomorrow morning. Right. And if you don't, it'll be done. Because we—he's been told we have to know, and that's that. Yes, sir. That's right. He knows. And either way, it's fine. Been... Well, when I saw him yesterday morning, he, yeah. he went over the routine of if we had gone to California, he would come in yeah. and use sure. our phone. Sure. Sure. Good. Well, we just need to know one way or another. We're not going to appear anxious about it, because we're not. We can—we can take it one way or the other, as it turns out. Okay. Right, sir. Fine. Yes. Now, this is a series of calls that's really going to give you a window into how the White House works, especially here in the Nixon White House, which is really unique because of, of the fact that Richard Nixon is among the four greatest presidents in American history. So you're going to get a window on how he operated and how he worked as they are defending uh, aid, I believe, here to South Vietnam. And there's a vote uh, coming in. President Nixon is trying to to, to make his case, and he's going to do it by pointing out uh, the, that not everybody we gave aid to was a democratically elected leader. And uh, you're going to see him going back and forth in a series of calls with Alexander Haig as he's putting that material together. Hello. General Haig, sir. Yeah. Yes, Did sir. you get that information with regard to the number of countries that have uh, leaders that were elected as a result of contested democratic elections? Uh, yes, I did, sir, and I, I sent it in to you. Uh... Yeah, I'll get it right over. It must be in the system somewhere. Well, well anyway, it's not very good. Uh, it uh, it's almost fifty percent by the standards that the popular mind would attribute to it. And I've got the list of the countries in which. That's right. Well, now I want to get it broken down in a different way. I want you to pick out the countries that we give aid to. Now, let me say in terms of aid, as you probably know. We give aid to Romania, right? Yes, sir. You remember the, the flood? Right. Yugoslavia, right? Right. Uh, we give aid to most of the African countries. They're small programs, but to most of them, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Understand, now, when I say a leader elected in a contested election, I mean it must be one that meets our standards. All right, sir. So that's my test. And I want you to get me a figure over here, and I'd like it in a half hour. All right, sir. Leaders, I mean, I want the number of countries the United States gives aid to around the world. That's line one, uh, of any kind, economic, military, uh, point four, uh, foreign, I mean, uh, food, et cetera, et cetera. 
and second, the number of that I want the number of those countries to whom we give aid who do not have leaders that would uh, were who are leaders as a result of an popular of a democratic election properly contested. Okay. All right, you're fine. Okay, good. Sir. Yeah. General Hicks. Now, the state people missed the point I was trying to make. Oh, yes. It isn't the democratic process. Look, for God's sakes, Zambia and all those places have a democratic process. Now, l let me give you the question very specifically. I want, first, who is the present head of government of the country? Second, in his last election, did he have a contested election? Right. Which meets U.S. standards. All right, now go over that list. Tell them I want it in 15 minutes from state and tell those assholes to get going on it. I expect it in 15 minutes. All right. Go over it. They, they know who the president of everyone in this country. And some of them, the, I know some of these countries, they didn't have an election they last didn't time. They didn't have an election. That's the right. last time. They may have had it. Now, the democratic process is something altogether different. Right. I want to know how many of the present leaders of the countries, now, they've got... Whom we've given aid. Uh, no. I want that, too. Yes. That's something else, the one on aid. That's a better question that will come later. But I want on this particular list that they already have of the ones that have become independent, and some of them have given aid to and some we haven't, but I want them to say, now look here, how many of these countries, present leaders, in his last election had a contested election meeting American standards? Right, sir. All right, I'll tell them to get off their butts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, the way I want that, I want you to prepare this this uh, answer for me on this on the part the second part of it is simply this. I just want a simple categorical statement, which should be very easy to get. The United States today gives aid in one form or another, and that's loans, grants, PL 480. I don't give what air it is, or in Africa, you know, you give twenty five thousand to the ambassador. That's aid, okay? Right, sir. Fine. To blank countries. Okay? If the United States were to cut off aid to countries whose present leaders were not elected in a contested election that to some degree meets American standards, we would have to cut off aid to blank countries. I got you. Sir. You get the point? Exactly. Now tell them to get that to me. It's a very easy thing. Yes, sir. Very easy. They should have thought of it earlier. Okay. Fine. Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, one point that I may not have made clear, I do not want this second uh, exercise I pointed out to be limited to new countries. It's to include all countries, see, that right, we give sir. aid to. See? Yes, sir, I caught that. Like Yugoslavia, Romania, uh, Ethiopia, for example, there's one. Exactly. Ethiopia, uh, Liberia. <laughs> Did you call that a contested election? <laughs> No, sir. Hell, they haven't had one there since the slaves went over. No, I told them to expand. They, they just it don't understand what countries. I meant. But the thing I want them to understand: a can the same. You can uh, uh, Vietnam can be described as a democratic process, but the question is: is the present leader there as a result of a contested election, a legitimately contested election, not a ten to one affair, but a, not a. Uh, you can't even describe Mexico as that. No, that's correct, sir. Mexico is a one-party government. You can't describe Colombia as a contested election. 
That's right. Because they, you see my point? Yes, Give sir. those as examples. Mexico is not contested. I'm not going to put this in the countries out, but I'm going to get the number out, see? Mexico is not contested. Colombia is not contested. Exactly. They, they, each party ships it back and forth, see? Fine, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Fine. Hello. General Hagen. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. That's uh, that memo is exactly what I need. You don't need to have them do the other things. I just want the countries currently receiving aid, which is 91. Fine, sir. And so that's fine. Tell them that's a good job. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Right. Sir. This call is going to move back to the situation going on in Vietnam. Yeah. General Hagen. Al. Yes, sir. I'd like to get a good uh, casualty comparison. Uh, I don't want to just take this week, which of course is low, but but I wonder if you could say take the last maybe four weeks or the last eight weeks or the last three months and compare it, say, the lowest in five years. You see what I'm trying to get at? Yes, sir. I'll so figure that. figure out uh, maybe it's the last uh, 30 days or the last 60 days or, I mean, the last four weeks, eight weeks or three months or anything that makes a sort of a, a way to state it in case I want to use it. Most most impressive way. Sure, sure. And uh, don't go to too much work on it. Fine. Fine. Sure. Right. We're going to end this show, the 1971, uh, look at these phone calls with Al Haig, with the, uh, several discussions to do with a UN vote that was going to allow the People's Republic of China into the United Nations and expel Taiwan. The United States, Richard Nixon, was leading an effort to allow the People's Republic of China in without expelling Taiwan. And you'll hear the back and forth here um, as he's working on that. And uh, the, the vote, it turns out, I guess Laos was going to have the most important vote in all this. Um, and the president's trying to put up some pressure on them to uh, go with their resolution. It was unfortunately defeated. And, uh, and the, United, the People's Republic of China was seated. General Haig? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. President, sir. Yeah. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I noted that I just got back that Rogers had a call for me. Do you know what it's about? Uh, I think he wanted to give you an update on, okay, fine. on the U.N. I just talked to him. But I just want to know if there wasn't anything new on India-Pakistan or anything like that. No, there's no, there are no crises. Uh, he's concerned about the vote. Uh, uh, we've gotten the Portuguese, but the, the Belgians are now wavering. Yeah. And that's, of course, essential to us because we could lose Luxembourg, too. Uh, he doesn't want me to call them, does he? No. No, he does not, sir. And uh, I, I just really think if we're going to lose, then the best thing to do is to back your prestige out of it, especially with those more important European powers. Uh, I'm not sure that that is going to happen, but he's he's a little more pessimistic than he was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, the... Uh, well, they're doing everything they can. And we're doing everything they can. And they, they can't... Uh, this ridiculous claim that we're not behind them is just certainly... They, they, they may claim that, but I don't see how they can. No, it's sheer nonsense, and, and anyone that uses it knows it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, of course, we get them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Now, Henry uh, uh, just sent another message. He is staying there another 24 hours, and we'll leave at the same time. They right. scheduled to leave. Okay. Fine. Everything else is all right. Fine. Right. Okay, thank you. Fine, Mr. President. Yeah. Mr. President, I have General Hay calling you. All right. Hey. 
President, sir. Yes. Hello. Hello, Mr. President. Yeah, Al. Uh, yes, sir, we can uh, do this, uh, move the uh, Tito meeting till Friday from Saturday. Would you do that then? And uh, It'll at least give me an option in case I want to take Saturday off, see? Right, sir. So we'll, we'll proceed that way and also set up the second meeting for Madame Gandhi at, uh, yeah. on Friday. Right. And, now, uh, we have one thing, sir, that I wanted to uh, to check with you. Is the Secretary wants to send a, a letter from you to Savannah Fuma in Laos. Uh, he feels that this could be a very crucial vote at this point. Yeah. And he really wants to come down hard on it with a personal letter from you to Savannah. I have no objection to that. All right. Do you? I mean, do you No, see? I don't, sir. I Damn it, uh, he ought to be with us. He should be with us. My only fear is that... Uh, it'll, it'll leak out it'll, to the Chinese? It'll get to the Chinese. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we have some evidence of their mischief-making, too. Well, the Chinese are playing that. Uh, uh, he I, thinks a personal letter, well... If we could uh, be sure that it was not left with him and read to him... Uh, by Godly. Well, why don't you try that? I, I would feel more comfortable. Why don't you have an oral message? Uh, that will, Or does that not satisfy it? Well, as long as it's written in the first person, I think that's yeah. that's tantamount to yeah. leaving you, a letter. Why don't you have an oral message where Godly goes and talks to him and says that their vote may be the critical one? And I, I just put it this way, that uh, it now appears that their vote may be the critical one that will determine this issue that under the circumstances that uh, leaving all other issues aside that uh, if the Congress if uh, if the Congress can point to the fact that their vote uh, resulted in the expulsion of Taiwan it would in my opinion that would seriously jeopardize their uh, congressional support that I am fighting for how about putting it that way I, I think that's the better just way just right to like that Yes, sir. The congressional support that I'm fighting for and that I deeply believe in. Right. But sir. That, uh, that that we and I would therefore, in order in order that I can that I can continue to 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 maintain congressional support for the effort in Laos, I would I on a personal basis would strongly urge that in the interest of that in the interest of that goal that uh, he would vote with us on this. Fine, sir. I think that's and the better that way to do it. That, I, that indications are now that Laos's vote may be the determining vote. Yes, sir. And that this would spotlight. Okay? Very good, sir. Good deal. Fine. Fine. Mr. President. Yeah. General Hector. Yeah. yeah. I was working with Bob on the schedule here. I approved about a couple weeks ago something from your shop or something with regard to seeing an African uh, president or something. Do you know what it was? you recall? Uh, it could be uh, Busa uh, from Ghana, sir. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Busa from Ghana. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. We had we had the request in for that, but we've tied it into this vote. Uh, How do they vote? They voted with us. Yeah. Well, that's all right. But there was another one that was wasn't Ghana. It was another country that it asked. All right. Just be sure you check over if if anything has been approved. Uh, turn it off if it if it was not if they didn't vote with us. You understand? Absolutely. Yes. Be sure to turn it off and don't and and I and and there's no don't even submit to me the problem that we have that it's difficult to turn it off since we've already accepted it. Just turn it off yes, on the ground that I'll be out of town. Right. Okay. Good, sir.
Thank you for listening to Bridging the Political Gap. If you've liked what you've heard, please share it. And we would love to hear from you and your thoughts on, on our show. So if you'd like to, please leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, thanks again, and so long for now.